0: I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are The The Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We are an all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On The Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances.
1: We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. We
0: are proud members of the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure you check out Broadway backslash husbands to see all the amazing things they're doing for our community at this time. And who have who, who are our guests today? Well, a very dear friend of mine from Wicked, Alexandra Billings, and her wife Chris Ann Blankenship. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show.
2: Hello,
0: Hi kids! Hello, How's hello. every little thing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. How are you both? Well, actually, <laughs> tell tell our audience if they don't know who you are, if they've been living under a rock. Um, who who are you uh, both individually? And we'll talk a little bit about how you met and who you who you are together as a couple. Who
3: are we? Well, she is <laughs> an award winning actress. Are we going to talk about each other? Yes. I love it. Who's been in uh, theater for the past X amount of years, many, many years uh, and has also been uh, uh, a a co-star, featured performer, whatever in TV shows. (laughs) Uh, Most recently Disney's uh, 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 Diary of a Female President. I know
2: going so great. She
3: probably also know her from Transparent uh or uh Goliath. And uh she's been in um theaters across the country, most notably in uh Steppenwolf in Chicago and most recently as the um uh witch not witch madam witch yeah Madame Morable Morble. A witch uh, in um, what's it called? Wicked. Wicked in Wicked, and uh, the musical Wicked that's on Broadway, and um, she's my wife and my my uh, my longtime friend, and uh, just we've known each other for centuries and <laughs> uh-huh. love. Long- <laughs>
1: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Well said.
2: That's the greatest introduction I think I've ever well, very much gotten in my life. Um, I'm just crazy. No, no. You well, you never you never tell people your whole bio. So this is actually, I'm glad that you did this. My wife is a um, a celebrated and critically acclaimed director from Chicago, Illinois, where she was a one of the first, in fact, I think the first female managing director of a major non-equity theater uh, in Chicago. Uh, she also uh, was a managing director and artistic director of Push Studios, also in Chicago for a few years. She started two of her own theatrical companies, one of which I think is still running. Borealis might still be running. That might yeah. be true. Yeah. Um, she's a producer. She and I have both written an original musical called Dracula, the musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a we wrote it, and uh, she wrote the lyrics, and I wrote the music, and uh, and the and the book, we both wrote the book, really. Oh, did I? Uh, I don't remember. And uh, we met in 1976 at Schomburg High School in our drama club, um, and we were married in 1996. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she is uh, my spouse and my protector and my safe place to land. And she was the one that got me out of New York City when I was in Wicked when the zombie apocalypse hit and everybody was caught. <laughs> and my wife called and said, you're getting on a plane. I went, honey, I can't I have a contract and a Broadway show. Get on a plane. I said, no, listen, nothing's going to Everything's fine. Uh, it's going to be up. She said, if you don't. And when that tone happens, then I just do it. <laughs> And literally I got, this is true, I got here to the California and 48 hours later, every single road, airplane, road, bus, train out of New York City was canceled and everyone Mm. was trapped except me because I married up.
0: (laughs) 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 What a good bio. I, I like that one too. Okay, so you went in high school,
1: but back at Schoenberg High School. So tell us about who had eyes for who first and what was your relationship then? Like, you know.
3: Well, we actually played brother and sister in uh, a Shakespeare play, uh, Twelfth Night. Um, And uh, Alex, uh, at that point, taught me the fine art of. not improvisation, but impersonation—fine art of impersonation. Because we were twins, we had to play twins, so we we developed uh, similar uh, uh, gestures and and the way we talked, et cetera, et cetera. So we started out as very, very close. You know, uh, not just friends, but we used to <laughs> we used to go around. Uh, To different parts of the city and, and uh, order drinks and um, tell people that we were brother and that we were brother and sister or sister and sister after a while. So, um, so yeah, so we, we've been, we recognized each other, I think very shortly after, you know, we met. And uh, so we've always been
0: that? yes
2: that was yeah, good it was yeah, good. very good okay good. nice work
0: you are you are always in cahoots is what it, was it always sounds like
3: Cahoots. Yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. we do we do tend to go on the same uh track <laughs> we're not always though at the same speed <laughs> or the same station <laughs> or the same station but but we are definitely on are on, on the same track on the same track. that's true <laughs> yeah
1: that's a great analogy. Yeah, I, love yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. That's actually really true.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop talking now and drink because no. I, I need to have more coffee. <laughs> Listen, can you can people see us? Yeah. No, us it'll just be um, wow. no,
1: just Yeah, that. Just yeah. it'll it. just be voice. I would have
3: mm. dressed differently.
1: No. <laughs> no she would not have
3: that's a lie well i would have put on my uh, you wouldn't have put on anything. socks. no you wouldn't yeah. no so you, you would not have. what do you think you're fooling wow press on
0: <laughs> wait so who's so then who on that path said i love you first do you remember I remember
3: do you remember well i asked you to marry me first. oh yes but that's a different statement who said i love you first oh Well, no, actually, oh, no, 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 you just recently discovered. I think Alex said it first. Um, Recently, we discovered behind, because I tend to take talismans, especially written statements of things, and put them behind photographs. Because I think that our niece and nephews and our cousins, when we pass, are going to find these things and go, oh, this is so sweet. So one of the things was a note that um, Alex wrote to me for a Christmas gift. Oh. Yeah. And uh, which we just, like I say, which we just recently found one of those things. And it, it basically said, I love you. It said, uh, we've been together for centuries That's and right. um, you have my heart and I will never leave you, which he shortly thereafter did. And uh, Here we go. it, it was... <laughs>
2: This story.
3: It was fabulous. It was great at the time.
2: I mean, it was great. I point. love that you constantly make talismans for us when we're dead. Like that's what you think. Let's let's save this because this isn't when we die. People are gonna want to know <coughs> that this thing existed in our lives. I'm like, can't we have things now? Can't we have nice things?
3: Yes. Oh, oh really? Can't we have things? Nice we do things? have nice. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I you've
0: shown me some of your talisman. I like that one you got at Disneyland. The
3: oh yeah the uh the masks
0: the masks yeah uh,
3: yeah we that was a good one it. and let me tell you something. There was nothing else like it in that shop. Yeah, all of the rest of the were typical masks, and this was this was unique in a, in a variety of ways. But um, certainly, you know the the form was incredibly yeah uh, unique yeah. yeah I love that so I, it. I mean not Okay for
0: so who so then you said you proposed tell us I about proposed
3: the pro- I proposed tell, the first
0: Tell yes. us about that What was that
2: Yeah honey tell us about
0: that Yeah let's hear it Yeah, yeah. let's hear
2: it Yeah that's well, tell him about that Tell him tell him go ahead tell him it's
3: it's an embarrassing story so- embarrassing
2: for her Well well, tell him. Can you imagine? This is what it's like to be married to me. <laughs> I, so,
3: so my story is embarrassing. I think it's much more romantic the way Alex asked me to marry her. So
2: you should. Tell hey, that's you. the story you're going to tell. No, that's the story you're I have to tell, tell the way you proposed. Okay. No, 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 uh, oh. no, no, no. You're going to tell. I'm going to tell the way you I proposed yes. Well i proposed after it's beautiful i i mean we, we
3: had a fight we did oh god yeah you know all pre-married that. couples have a fight we did yes of oh. course we had a fight and then she I took, go ahead and then you took me out well so now know. i don't remember oh my god here well, i don't remember what we thought about oh. but then she took me out
2: very sweetly and well we went to one of our favorite uh, well, our favorite restaurants yeah period which was called King crab. I don't know if that's still there. It's in Chicago. And, uh, and I proposed to her over dinner and we ordered our favorite meal. Well, she ordered her favorite meal. I ordered my favorite meal. Cause I don't like seafood, but I like fried. <laughs> and if you yeah. go to the seafood, they fry stuff. You tell them, to put it in the fryer. So we did that. And then I proposed and I think I give you flowers it's possible yes uh, probably probably yeah, yeah but at the, it was a, just a, yeah. it was a dinner and i asked her to marry me and she said that yeah. it was beautiful it
3: was lovely it was great yeah. tell them how you buy so me. Not. listen if we ever do a uh <laughs> a, 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 a Why don't you want to tell them because i don't want to okay. uh if we ever do a biographical uh you know documentary on me then i'll i'll tell people this <laughs> <I'll tell people. laughs> what? What? <laughs>
2: Oh dear. Without, without going into... My story to itself. And without going into... Detail. Detail. Okay. We were in an intimate situation, and she proposed to me. Okay, there we go. That's it. There we go.
1: Okay. And it was a quick, yes, yeah. And you said yes. <laughs> it was a
2: very quick yes. Literally, <laughs> she asked me, and the way she asked me was hilarious, because she didn't really ask me. She said, I don't know if you remember this. I did. She said, what would you say if... And I was like... <laughs> That's my proposal. Oh no, she is not remembering correctly. That's exactly.
3: I said I didn't ask. What she said. I said, "Marry me." I didn't even ask her. I just
2: (laughs) demanded. I love what you remember. Yeah, marry (laughs) me, and she said yes.
1: And how do you remember it, Alexandra?
2: She said, "What would you say if?" Because she (laughs) was frightened. She did not think I was going to say yes. Which you told me later. In the moment, I definitely was not frightened. That was not. (laughs) Well, no, you were not scared. You were scared
3: that I was going to say no. No, I, like I say, in the moment, <laughs> yeah. it was not there. That was not the emotion that was coursing through me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, there okay,
3: there we are.
0: So then you got married. Tell us about the wedding. Yeah, man. Oh,
3: the wedding! The wedding was beautiful. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, it was.
2: It was. It was. It was. It was, it was the, she doesn't remember it. Um, but it was, do you?
3: We have a video of it. Do you remember? <laughs> God, I remember? remember oh, I know.
2: She has no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. No, you don't have a memory thing. That's untrue. So the day was amazing. And we had a hundred, about a 100- hundred. Remember, this was a very long time ago. This was 20, almost 23 Four. years ago. 24 years ago. 96. So this was a time when it was illegal, when gay right. marriage was illegal. We were married in Chicago at a theater. Uh, in a theater called the bailiwick theater and everyone that we invited and we invited about 150 people, um, assumed it was a performance. They didn't think we were actually getting married because no one was getting married. It just, right. it, that was insane. So people came and thought this and we're like coming backstage and wishing me like break a leg, like break a leg. And I'm like, oh, in my marriage, I don't know what yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> Uh but the ceremony itself was amazing. We had two reverends, a male and a female, that married us both. Both um, good friends of ours. Both good friends and, and both the, actors. Had, yeah, both actors. Um, I you had six best men, is that right? No. And one bridesmaid.
3: Not six. I think it was more like four and one bridesmaid. I had my maid of honor mate maid, matron of honor and four, was it four. Yeah, four
2: groomsmen.
1: That's pretty and big. That's big. It, it was. Yeah, yeah,
3: it
2: was a bit. It was. We didn't mess around. And you yeah. had a. I had all bridesmaids except one groomsman, right. Michael. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and singers. And singers. We had look, a half a dozen singers. Yeah. And the ceremony itself was really done by Chris Ann, and she, she wove in um, a lot of different cultures. We mm-hmm. had a Native American, we had a little uh, Jewish ceremony, partly. Uh, we had a spiritual moment. We had a little... I don't know about Christianity, but we had a lot of different... She, she, that was really her job, and my job was the music! Hooray! So literally, it was a giant musical, because every five minutes, somebody would stand up and sing something from Showboat. So, <laughs> it was a giant musical. My parents... My mother boycotted our wedding and said, I'm not coming because I don't know what you're doing, and it's upsetting. And my father pretended he was sick. So my parents were not there, which was very disheartening to me. Um, Chrisanne's parents, however, were both there as well as her brother. Who was, my, who was one of my groomsmen. Right, was my one, groomsmen? one of your groomsmen. So we had parents there and uh, they sort of represented both sides. Now I also had my good friend Chili Pepper, who sort of stood in for my mother? She's a performer at the um, Baton, where I performed for five years, and uh, I had my best friend Kelly there, and my best friend Honey West sang, and um, and Michael. It was beautiful. And there was one moment with that Chrisanne had designed, where she was, where we were supposed to get this big loaf, bunches of loaves <laughs> of, of bread to hand out to the entire audience and everybody was going to take a little thing and you ate and you passed it along and we were all going to be family and that was the only thing i was responsible for in she the one job one job one one job and i said to everyone which i always say at the beginning of every show something's going to go wrong something terrible is going to happen everybody needs to know it once the terrible thing happens, then we can all relax and enjoy right. the rest of the blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say that in every class. I say that in every every situation I say that in. We just did this gay live parade thing, and I said that. I said, something horrible is going to happen, and it did, and everything was fine. So, many <laughs> things going on, and we're sitting in this big, beautiful chaise lounge while all kinds of fabulous accoutrement is falling and happening around us. And all of a sudden, one of the reverends says, and now... We'd like to break bread with our, and Chris-Ann does this to me only. (laughs) And I go under my breath. You forgot the frickin' bread, didn't you? (laughs) She nods. All of a sudden, one of our friends, Andrew, who's up in the sound booth running the lights. Sorry, honey. Who's up in the sound booth running the lights. He gets word somehow. Oh, we tell him we are not have any bread. So he leaves the theater. He runs across the street to a bagel shop and gets, because it was the only place it was open, I think it was a Sunday, and we're all sort of sitting, we're vamping till ready. And he's running, he gets like, I don't know, six bagels oh, maybe eight bagels. a bagel. A bagel. and for hundred and fifty people. Right. And just and kind of like whoosh, shoves it in our face and we take a little and we give it to the hundred and fifty. Well, people. well we gave it to the to the parents, we gave it to our parents and to like the
3: first we gave it to uh Chili, I hope, and uh, you yeah. know
2: gave it to the front row. Right. However long it lasted. But the wedding itself was beautiful and yes, we got married and that was my wedding even when we got married again for legal sake <laughs> that was my marriage i was already married
0: so. all Right, all right wow that's so fun congratulations hey,
2: thanks Can't... Thank
0: you. no so you want to ask this question yeah you know i alexandra
1: i think that you are so inspiring um i've only met you i think this is like my second time really like talking to you um but just everything that I know about you and hear about you is like just super inspiring. So I, I think I I want to know like what um like how how in your life have you found hope and belief when life feels hopeless? Like what is like maybe one saying that's gotten you to get up on your feet and get going? First or like of all,
2: a prayer. That, yes, uh yes. I love what you're asking. And uh thank you for what you said. I appreciate yeah. that. Um the answer to your question is in your question because yeah. I don't ever feel hopeless, ever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on around me mm-hmm. or to me, I don't ever feel hopeless. Now, when I was diagnosed with AIDS back Mm -hmm. in a time when everyone was dying. What I lost was not my hope. What I lost was my faith. um, Because I didn't believe I had any foundation underneath me. Because that's what what I saw, because I buried all of my friends in the early 80s. And that's what the scientists and doctors told me. You're going to die in a matter of minutes. And so I really um, crawled up inside myself. And as I said before, I married up and Chrisanne stood around for, I think, a couple of days and allowed me to feel very sorry for myself, which I think I was allowed to. Mm-hmm. And then came in to the bedroom and said, OK, look, here's the thing. If you're going to curl up into a little ball and die, that's your choice. But I'm not going to stand here and watch you do it. And although that didn't restore my faith, that took work faith. Takes work. Mm-hmm. Um, just like kindness takes work. It's an active um, study and practice. It's not something that anybody can be nice. Uh, cats and dogs are nice, but it takes, it, you have to activate kindness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hope never leaves. So when she said that to me, what it was was a reminder, because what she said was, look, you can absolutely pay attention to your sorrow and your sadness, or you can pay attention to a wealth, a health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about where your attention is. So I turned my attention away from my temporary loss of faith and I turned it towards hope. What you're asking is, is, you know, a, a, and I get it, but what you're asking for is a panacea. You're asking for a, 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 a lucky charm, really. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what we all want. What is the yeah. thing that do that keeps you going? There is nothing mm-hmm. that I do that yeah. keeps you going. Look, we're in the middle of a giant viral pandemic. Mm-hmm. And at, right, a second one that we've gone through, our generation, and also a, a, another massive spiritual revolution, global. This isn't just like in this city, this is global. So the world itself is birthing a newness. There's no such thing as a thing that's gonna get us through it. That's not gonna happen. Everybody's pain and loss is different. So I can't give you a thing. The only thing I can tell you is for me, it all depends on what I pay attention to. Hmm. I pay attention to my loss, then my loss takes up space, which is fine, if I pay mm-hmm. attention to my sadness. then my sadness takes up space, but if I pay attention to my hope, my rage, and my faith, I'm in good hands.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. Love it. what would you say to that person now? If you if you were in the room with the person who you're you're with, Chrisanne, and you're looking at who you were at that time who had lost their faith, what would you say to them <clears throat> to get them through that?
2: Um, I think I might say kind of the same thing that Christine yeah. said to me. Really, you can do whatever you need to do, but I'm not going to stand here and watch you waste away. I'm going to mm-hmm. go over here until you're done, but I can't look at it. But you can do whatever you need to do. Look, I tell people this on social media all the time. I just spoke to a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, she's a white lady of a certain age. And she said to me, Alex, I'm a trans person of color. So she said to me, Alex, I have no idea what to say. Like, I literally don't know. I don't know how to be anymore. These are her exact words. I don't know how to be If I say something, it's wrong. If I don't say something, it's wrong. If I march, it's wrong. If I don't march, it's wrong. If I say I'm going to march, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to be as a white person in this country. I don't know how to be. And I said, Shannon, that's exactly what we want to hear. That's it. That's the golden ticket, my friend. Because that is how the marginalized has felt. That's how I felt my whole life on the outside of every single party, every single party, let me just say, including Black Lives Matter. I'm not in that party. I'm not invited to that party. Hmm. So my whole philosophy revolves around saying to other people, look, if you need to say, I'm going to post videos of Liza Minnelli at Radio City, because it's a really great concert and she's excellent in it. I just watched it. It's really good you should watch her. Then that's what you need to do. And if you want to post videos of Maya Angelou, and if you want to post videos of Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Lady Gaga or Lena Horn or yourself or your parents or your African-American friends or whatever you want to post in order to be in the center of your revolution, that's what you should do. That's my advice. Do the mm. things you need to do. Self care is just as revolutionary as activism.
0: Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Why do you think? Uh, you know, I, I know when when Wicked announced you were coming into the show, and they taught They gave so much, <laughs> so much. Um, you know, part of the press is always you're, You were the first trans actor to step into. A role in Wicked, um, or no, you know, visible, like who's who's openly trans. So, why is it important to be open about that in in when you're announcing, you know, coming into a show or something like that? Why, for you, is it important to to lead with that?
2: Well, again, the answer to your question is in your question because yeah. of what you just said. Because I'm not the first trans person in Wicked, right? Wicked has been going on for how many? 16 years now. Mm-hmm. It's had, I'm guessing, thousands of actors in it. Uh, and if you can't count the orchestra, hundreds of thousands probably. Mm-hmm. You think I'm the first transgender person involved in this show. No, of course not. I'm the first open transgender person. So that's why it's important. Because mm-hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous that all of those trans people and there's some in our cast right now that are still living in stealth because they're filled with shame and terror. So the fact that I'm open and loud and take up space, hopefully opens those doors because it doesn't make any sense. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous that we live in a time right now where there are people still silent about what they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's
3: Part of what this moment hopefully movement uh is is um getting to the point where we no longer ask those questions you know that or we no longer have to say first, first transgender first mm-hmm. black person first uh um Asian first, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That we no longer have to say or highlight that. That, and it's not a color blindness. I'm not suggesting color blindness. What I'm suggesting is um, the <clears throat> um, the family of humanity. Mm. That that um, whether whether you're like it or not, my Southern brethren, we come out of the Rift Valley in Africa. <laughs> and we have uh, one set, or we have a couple of sets of DNA in us, all of us. And uh, that, uh, you know, That's what people are taking to the streets for. And basically it's every time people take to the streets is to say it's ridiculous to be marginalized and I will no longer do it because you, the white power hierarchy, you're no different. You'd like to think you are, but you are not. If I cut my uh, uh, chest open, or I'm sorry, and and my very dear friend Michael cuts his chest open, believe me, the color of the blood is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So are the arrangements of the internal organs. So is the weight of the brain. We're, it's... It's so it's it's to me it's almost like gender as well. It's so ridiculous Mm -hmm. that you have to find that the that that white people myself have to find a way to differentiate ourselves. There is no difference, folks. There's (laughs) just none. There's no difference. (laughs) Go listen. The world is being destroyed around us. We by 2035, we're going to be in a a heck of a way with our climate, with the with the destruction that's going on to uh species, to ourselves. We're going to be in a heck of a way. So enough with the enough with the crap. Yeah. Enough with the crap. Let's really focus as a family mm-hmm. on our
0: home. Amen. Yeah. Well said. This is beautiful. Um, what a blessing uh, you both are to our lives this year. Thank you for that. Um,
3: thank you. Thank, thank you, you for giving us this platform and inviting us in. Yeah. we
0: appreciate it. So, okay, we're going to change gears a little bit. What When you're, I know you both work together on projects. You have a production company. Yes. You're Schmange writing a music.
2: Incorporated. Shmangi. <laughs> Correct. Shvangi. It's spelled C H M E N G I E. It has a C in it. And it's Schmange. encompassing. It encompasses. It's an encompassing
3: word. Compass. We we're all together in it.
0: I love that, Shmang-y. Shmangy. So what what is it like for you to work together on projects? How do you...
3: Oh, my God, I hate it, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's the it's like a, Have you ever had your fingernails I, pulled out like, one by it's one? like <laughs> my finger
2: in a light socket constantly. Bad. Or circumcision. Wow. It's a lot like circumcision. So, well, I wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't. I would not you know would that. would not know that. No, I'm sorry.
3: Or well, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I am not sorry
2: i not sorry. I wouldn't be know. sorry. <laughs> I would not be sorry.
3: It's like the best thing in the world. It's like uh, I think um, when when (laughs) it's it can be well. It's like the best thing in the world. It's also like the worst thing in the world. We both have egos. uh, I don't. No. no, (laughs) Both have egos. Pressing on, Um, the lucky thing, or or the divine thing, or whatever you want to call it, is that we agree what the need is. We agree that marginalized, otherized communities are the stories that we want to tell. Hmm. That's what we agree on. Now, we don't often agree on timing. Like, (laughs) I want to have things done today. And sometimes Alex wants to say, you know, I'm just going to sit on that for a while. Tomorrow's fine. But
2: we never, ever disagree on... On the stories that we want to. As telling. you guys both know, trying to get me on this thing took, you know, a year and a half. I mean, I just, but this is why I have people in my life. You know, I like have. me. <laughs> like my wife and assistants and managers and people like that because otherwise, really, I, I really, I would just watch Liza and Judy pretty much all day, every day. So.
3: Billy, can we shout
2: out to you, Billy? Billy, we'll shout, Miller. She, Billy we're God. shouting
3: out to. Bonnie, we're shouting Bonnie. out to Bonnie.
2: Eric, right. we shout out These to... These are all people who make sure that I brush my teeth and dress. <laughs>
3: God
1: bless
2: them.
3: Oh, God bless so. them.
2: <laughs> Goddess. Yeah, listen. Whoever you want to pray to. <laughs> getting me to New York. Or not to. Right, getting me to New York to do the wicked was took a village because I... <laughs> I, you know, I just don't travel. I'm not drip dry. I don't travel well, <laughs> darling. I need things... And I don't really, oh, so it's a lot. So that's where we differ because she's very, she's analytical. She's linear. She understands the thing. She can go from A to Z. It makes perfect sense to her. And this is kind of how I teach and how I've lived my life. I'm completely nonlinear. Everything that's fantasy and make-believe makes perfect sense. And reality is stupid. I hate it. (laughs) I, I make up my own rules all the time. No matter, even if somebody goes, listen, here's the contract. And I'm like, I have to go. now. So I just, I just fucking leave. So yeah. So that's where we, that's where things get, get mushy and weird. But the great thing is we both realize both of those things are gifts. And, and so I try really hard to listen and go, all right, what is she saying? And, and, and how is this going to make this project bigger and reach more people and so I try to do that. And I i don't know whether you guys know the the
3: movie oh shoot. The the cottage. The Enchanted Cottage. The Enchanted Cottage. I don't know you guys
2: but everybody needs to
3: watch they don't it. Not look no, no they're
1: but two, you need are. to watch. go
2: find it the Enchanted Cottage.
1: Who's movie. in it? Who's in it?
2: Dorothy McGuire and Robert Young. Listen to what I'm saying to you. This movie, first of all not it's not very well I'm so glad you brought this up. It's not very well known. It is a beautiful Romantic, romantic fairy tale. The enchanted cottage. Watch it tonight.
1: We will. We will.
2: But that is what I get to come
3: home to then every day is the enchanted cottage. Uh, so that to me is, I mean, it's life affirming and it's, and it's, it's restful and I get to step away from the reality of what's going on outside and, and, uh, You know the
2: job and whatever so it's a it's a fantastic balance
1: nice
2: somebody said to me today i was posting some stuff on instagram instagram and somebody said do you know because people love to tell me what to do my whole life you know alex Alex, yeah do you know alex you really should be posting things about things that matter they are not these silly you should be posting things that matter politically and i said i did did you not see the video of Lena Horne? Hello. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hello. So that's what I got. Art, <laughs>
3: statement. Art is a political statement. It is. It's a humanity. Word. It's humanity. It's, it's,
0: yeah. yeah, 100%. Um, all right. We're going to bring you into a segment that we call Spotlight on Love.
1: You get to answer. that what you both Why? have to answer.
0: I'm not
2: giving out advice. You're not giving out advice. You do it all.
0: You say time. <laughs> you say that now, and then you're going to ask the question, and you're going to be like, "Okay, I got something to say."
2: Just ask the question. She'll chime in.
0: <laughs> so what we what we do in the segment is uh, one of our listeners writes in with a question or a situation that they want a completely unqualified advice from us and our guests um, on the podcast. And so we had a listener named Jay write in and he said, you want to read it? Yeah. He says, my current partner is still best
1: friends with their ex. I feel really insecure about their relationship. What can I do to be supportive and feel comfortable at the same time?
2: Do You want to answer that? That's kind of
1: up your alley.
2: I know you (laughs) can. That's going, that's something's happening in your brain. Sure. What do you want to say? How are you going? Okay. They're best friends. Now I have to go over it again because it's a story. So
1: his current partner is still friends with his ex, with their ex. And he feels insecure about the relationship. So like, what can he do to be supportive yet still feel like not jealous and I guess insecure about it?
2: I, yeah, I would say exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, they need to have to talk. They have to say it to each other. They have to say, um, and very clearly I'm jealous of, you know, Frank. I'm just, I don't like it. It makes me feel icky when you see him. Now I'm not saying don't see him, but I am saying that it feels really weird and mm-hmm. it's something I have to work on. And I would say, you know, cause we're talking about trust. Right? Because jealousy comes from God, I really sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, oh my this unqualified. Lord. Unqualified. This is unqualified. Although we have <laughs> no. been through years of therapy.
3: This is my darling after years.
2: years. <laughs> so
3: we'd I have a half by now, but never mind. <laughs> that's right.
2: You'd think we'd stop going. Uh, it, I would say yes. Say it, first of all, say it to each other. Also, I would ask this is something i would actually ask you i would say why do you feel the need to have this person in your life what gifts are they actually bringing you and i need to know this first of all because i'm your spouse and second of all because i am feeling weird about it but mm-hmm. if this is something you need something you desire and want in your life and it fills you up then yeah i would say go do it just be honest with each other you i
3: know i think i'd also add that uh inclusive inclusive being inclusive, being included in the two of them, is probably also very important. That uh, that if this truly is a friendship, then let's make it a three way friendship. You know, right. let's let's all get to know one another. Let's all uh, yeah, let's make it a three way friendship. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that kind of actually, it's so funny because just well, anyway you know, married couples tend to hang out with other married couples and then it's, or, or just couples Mm -hmm. and they, they lose their single friends. And that's one way to get around it is, you know, there's, there's three of us in this relationship. It's Mm -hmm. not just two of us. Alex is a, a wonderful best friend, Honey West. And I love Honey. I love hanging out with her. She knows I love her. I'm pretty sure she loves me. You know, It so, but I'm not in constant contact with her.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But, because I know that honey feeds something in Alex. Um, but I'm always included, um, you know, mm-hmm. if I want to be. That's not a problem. So I, mm-hmm. I, I also think that that's a ma- yeah, major part of it. That's a good
0: thing. Yeah. Well, also, it'll actually, I think that's really a good good question good suggestion too and that maybe that will make his partner question why like what if i don't want to hang out with him with both of us then, then why, why am i hanging out with him uh, yeah, at the all
1: the motives are a little <laughs> off yeah so
2: some self-evaluation is probably needed especially if i always feel like if there are lovers in your life or friends and they become estranged from you and then they come back my big question is why because right. who what has changed what is different what what do they what gifts are they bringing into the relationship because when you're married you you go as a twosome period no matter what happens
1: I, yeah yeah i agree i like the inclusive three-way friendship idea i think that that that's so healthy i feel like that is like the healthiest answer like it's it's awesome advice yeah really good i like that
3: good advice yeah okay we'll get you a cup of coffee get get you a cup of good joe you can't just say thank you You
0: you. (laughs) well we want to thank you both for being on our podcast where can people follow you if you're online social media where's smangy at let us
2: well they can come to our house i'll give you our address. they can find me because, you know, I'm all over the social need. Yeah, you so nailed it. I, yeah, I'm addicted, as you know, Brett, to the no. Instagram. Addicted.
0: Same,
1: same.
2: Uh, so you can find me, Ina. So you can find me on the Instagram, the real Alexandra Billings, because apparently there's a lot of Alexandra Billings. Which is, which is odd. Yeah. Um, so the real Alexandra Billings on Instagram. And then also I am also on Facebook. Uh, I have a professional page because I'm professional and <laughs> I also have a personal page because I'm personal and then Schmengi also has two pages Schmange Inc on Instagram and Schmenge Inc on Facebook so I, I don't nice. do the Twitter because it's too mean so nice. I, I'm only on Instagram and Facebook
0: well we will put links to all of that in the show notes so people can come follow you and
2: wonderful find you thank you, nice. thank you.
0: And we are so grateful to both of you. Thank you for being Thank guests on the show. So we love you. We're sending so much pleasure. love to you. Oh,
2: wait a minute. I'm going to take a picture to remember this moment in time. Right back Oh, so oh God. What do we
0: look like? Hey, I don't even know what it looks like.
2: All of our dead relatives. This was all One, two, three, four. Yay! What did that
0: even mean? One, two, three, four. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what was <you're> talking about. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, don't forget to love who you love and love what you do.